want you to remember that God, God's created everything you see. He breathed it into existence. Remember when his people were caught up in slavery? He rescued them. What he did was he parted the sea and he made a way for them and then he delivered their enemies to them and he unlocks wounds and he provides water from a rock and he provides manna from heaven and he brought down the walls of Jericho. He froze the sun allowing victory. He's toppled giants with tiny stones. He's brought fire from heaven. He shut the mouths of lions. He preserved life in the belly of a well. He's fed thousands with a few loaves. He gives the weak strength. He heals the sick. He's made the blind see, the deaf ear, the mute speak, the lame walk, and he's overcome evil, and he's made a way through death for you and me by the death and the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, that we will live with him forever. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever. What are we afraid of? His resume is flawless. He controls everything. And he loves you. Welcome to New Hope Church Online, wherever you are, if you're outside or you're in your car, hopefully you're not driving or you're in your home or you're in your office, wherever the case may be, welcome, welcome, welcome to Church Online. You know, we've all watched the news. We've seen the stories Schools have closed. Politicians are promising all kinds of things. Financial markets have been rocked. Travel bans, the NBA, college basketball, all have been canceled. Major League Baseball, hockey, golf, it's all canceled. Even March Madness, plus the toilet paper, is flying off the shelves. I have a friend who literally sent a picture of a woman that he saw at Target that was carrying out like 48 of those big uh, bags, cases, if you will, of toilet paper. She must have gotten them to go in the back or whatever the case may be, but you just do the math. 48 big packs of toilet paper must mean however many rolls of toilet paper must mean however many little sheets of toilet paper. If you run out at any point in time, we will just blame this woman at Target. There is a lot of craziness going on in our culture today, a lot of uncertainty. But here's what I want you to know. God is still in control. And call me crazy if you want, but I believe that God is actually going to use this season to draw people to him. So we're encouraging you to invite your friends, text them, email them, whatever the case may be, as we now do church online for the next three weeks. For today and for the rest of March, we are going to move our worship celebrations from on-site to online. And again, I'm just crazy enough to believe that God is going to reach people and minister to people 
Some people that he might not have been able to minister to before all of this, God is in control and he knows exactly what he is doing in the midst of this chaos. We're going to be doing a series actually starting next week uh, that's called Faith Over Fear. Faith Over Fear. And I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but in the scriptures, the Bible says over and over and over, fear not. And some of you have just been arrested with fear. I want to encourage you to not miss next Sunday or the following Sunday. And then when we get into April, the goal would be that we would move back on site, Lord willing. But for now, we are going to continue to redeem technology and lift high the name of Jesus Christ. You know, when I think about the sovereignty of God, I'm just immediately reminded of a series that we did a few months ago. And it's actually the four words that I really want to share with you today on the front end. Because you see, several months ago when we did this series, God knew in his sovereignty that we would be here today as a nation, as a planet, trying to wrestle with, deal with, and overcome the coronavirus. And so those four words of that series are the words that I want to speak over you now and talk to you a little bit about today. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for what, church? Nothing. It's very, very clear when we read the scriptures. In fact, go ahead and open up your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. And I want to read that text from Philippians 4, 4 through 8. This is what the Bible says. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by what? By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. I love this next part, verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true... Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I just want to push pause as we all scramble and move our movement into church online in all of these different places. I want to push pause and I want to remind you of some of the central truths that we looked at a few months ago that maybe you have forgotten. Because I don't know if you're the same way as I am, but the truth is I forget a lot of things that I really need to be reminded of, particularly when it comes to Christianity. You can hear something one day and it, it not really mean that much to you, and then you get to another season in your life and it means so much. So I want to just pull out a few of the key truths that we looked at and probably add a few new ones today. You see, fear is designed to put us in a temporary state of fight or flight. 
And when we get away from that particular situation, we tend to be okay. But we are in a situation right now that we can't quite get away from so easily. In other words, fear sees a threat and reacts. Anxiety imagines a threat and can't move on. We've seen a threat as a church and we've reacted. We've taken church from on-site to online. We're all washing our hands a lot more these days. We're not necessarily handshaking or hugging as much. We're sneezing into our elbow. We have, we have seen a threat and we are hopefully wisely reacting. What we don't want to do is allow anxiety to take over us so that we can't move on. The other thing that this scripture talks to us about is thinking about such things, being positive in the mindset. The Bible says whatever is true, whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, think about such things. The old New King James Version, if you will, says meditate on such things. I would say it to you like this. You have to think about what you think about, particularly in times like this. You have to think about what you think about. Now check this out. Not every thought is worthy of thinking about. So as we hear from the media 24-7 these days, all of this information about the coronavirus, there's nothing wrong with getting it once and reacting but whatever you do, don't sit in front of the television or the computer screen all day long obsessing over the news networks because if you are not careful, anxiety will come in, take over you, and you will not be able to move. Now, if you just study this text from verses 4 through 8, or you can even read on down to verse 9, you might recall that there's an acrostic that's really, really important. Instead of anxiety, what we want to learn to do is we want to learn to embrace calm. Instead of anxiety these days, I want you to just keep reminding yourself, no, I'm going to remain calm. And here's what calm means. C, celebrate. I'm going to train my mind to think about the things that are worthy of praise, to think about God, to think about the things that are lovely and right and pure and admirable, and I'm going to celebrate the good things in my life. This is so important. When you get up in the morning, start, start celebrating what's good, that you got a good night's sleep. When you make it through the day, celebrate the day. When you put your head down on your pillow at night, celebrate the fact that you have a bed to sleep in. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. A, ask. Ask. If you look in the text, it, it tells us that we are to make our requests, our petitions to God, to specifically ask God to move on our behalf. Pray for the church. Pray that God will use this powerfully during these days to to introduce himself, Jesus Christ, to people who might not have otherwise found the Lord. Ask God to bless your life. Hey, church, let's all be praying that we would get a cure for the coronavirus. 
Let's pray against it. Let's be a movement, the New Hope Nation that is charging heaven these days with our prayer requests and our petitions. And then we list those things. We get very, very specific in our list. Maybe these are good days for you to start journaling, to list the things that you're celebrating, to list in specific detail the things that you're asking God to do. And then M, meditate. Meditate on the good things of God, those things that we've just looked at that are pure, right, lovely, admirable. Take this acrostic, which you might have thought was really helpful a few months ago, but oh my, it's more than helpful now. It can be the very thing, if you will tap into it, that will enable you with me and with your church family to weather the storm, to let God move mightily in your life and mine and to hold us in the palm of his hand. Speaking of meditation, Look at what Psalm 119 says. Psalm 119, verses 15 and 16. The Bible says this. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees and I will not neglect your word. Church, if there's ever been a time some of you are going to be working from home. Some of you are going to have some extra time on your hands. Some of you are going to be sleeping less because you're worried, and I'm hoping this will help you today. But if there's ever been a time for us to open up the Word of God, to meditate on God's Word, it is during these days. Listen to Bible on audio, if you will. Listen to Christian music. Turn your phone off. And let this be the weapon that we use to fight the storm that we are in. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says this. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So as negative thoughts come in, as anxious thoughts come in, as sometimes negative media just bombards us, you take those thoughts from the enemy, you take them captive to Christ, you, you run them through the filter of God's word. You remember Ephesians 6, 17, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is our sword. This is our weapon. Look at this verse from Hebrews 4. Verse 12, for the word of God is what? Living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Take this word, meditate on it, Practice this acrostic of being calm in the midst of some very anxious days. And be reminded with me that we as the people of God are supposed to be a peaceable people. When the storms start raging around us, the church of Jesus Christ has an amazing opportunity to rise up, to be a peaceable people to show people that you can live in the midst of this kind of day 
and not be shaken. That you can live in the midst of the storm and know and experience that peace that Philippians 4 says transcends all understanding. So let's talk a little bit about what it looks like to have this peace and to have this faith that I'm talking about. Again, next week, 8.45 and 10.45 on Sunday, Church Online, I'm going to begin a brand new series titled Faith Over Fear. And I'll just dip our toes into it ever so briefly today. Some of you might be wondering, is it even possible to, to fear not when you're freaked out about the coronavirus? I actually believe it is. I believe it's possible to tame the wild, irrational, fearful thoughts that flood into our minds and our souls. We saw an example of that, in fact, this week with Tom Hanks. Maybe, maybe you heard, but Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, announced that they have the virus. Are they freaking out? What was their response? I don't know if you saw this or not. But here's what they put out in a tweet. Hello, folks. Rita Wilson and I want to thank everyone here down under who are taking such good care of us. We have COVID-19 and are in isolation, so we do not spread it to anyone else. There are those for whom it could lead to a very serious illness. We are taking it one day at a time. There are things we can all do to go through this by following the advice of experts and taking care of ourselves and each other. No, remember, despite all the current events, there is no crying in baseball. Tom Hanks adds his special touch there at the end. But I think we saw this week from Tom and he's one of the best actors of all time. And I think when he got it, a lot of us said, I know I did, in front of my family, we were all in the family room watching the news. And when that came on, I yelled out, no, not Tom Hanks. And what Tom is actually letting us see today is that you can actually navigate and maneuver this season with level-headedness, with peace, and with Focus, that's a key word. Think about a brain surgeon for a moment or heart surgeon. When something unexpected happens in surgery, they don't say oops and then start freaking out. No, 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 they stay focused on the task at hand. Some of you are mothers of two and three-year-olds. You are amazing and worry not, this too shall pass. But how are you able to stay calm? I mean, if there's anybody who should have the right, come on, to freak out, it's a mom or a dad trying to parent closely a two or three-year-old, but you keep your calm because you know you have to. Hey, during this season, it's imperative that we stay calm. It's imperative that we stay focused on the gospel it's imperative that we live as a people in the word. It's imperative that we are prayerful. And in doing so, we will be God's people. Having a 
witness to the world, to our neighbors, to our friends, and what it looks like to be the people of God. People who have the same spirit that Paul would say in 2 Timothy 1.7. Look at this verse. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self Discipline. You can have the self-discipline to not freak out, to not be fearful. To which some of you might be sitting there thinking, well, pastor, isn't, isn't it a bit fearful for the church to move all of their celebrations online for the next few weeks and close the doors? I actually have received a few of those messages after I sent a video out this week. Friends, hear me out. We are not being fearful. We believe we are being responsible. We believe that we are caring for people, that we are honoring people, that this is what love requires in a season such as this. And Rory Cooper, our governor, has strongly discouraged any gatherings of over 100 people. Romans 13 tells us that we should obey our governing officials and that they are there appointed with authority by God. And so we believe we're being responsible. We believe we are following scripture and we believe that this is what love requires of us in a season like this. We are not shifting our practice out of self-protection, but out of love. Love for our vulnerable neighbors. Love for ourselves if we happen to be vulnerable. Love and respect and honor for the elderly and redeeming the technology that God has given us for seasons such as this. But more than anything today, I want to encourage you to just camp out in Philippians 4, 4 through 8. More than anything, I want to encourage you to pay close attention to your attitude. Because attitude matters. Most of you know that I coached all of my kids in baseball, basketball, and football, five of them all the way through until they got to middle school. And one of my favorite uh, jerseys that we would do in football from time to time, it was a practice jersey, is I would buy practice jerseys for all the football players. And on the back of it, the practice jersey is said, attitude wins. And I believe it is in times such as this that attitude makes all the difference in the world. There is a little difference in people, but that little difference of attitude makes a big difference. The big difference is whether or not you are going to be a person of victory or victimhood. Whether you are going to dive into passages like Philippians 4 and let it shape you, so that you are peaceable and not fearful? Or are you going to melt down with the rest of the world? Charles Swindoll said it like this. 
The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude in life. Attitude is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. I believe that is an incredibly insightful and true quote. It impacts everything. And the remarkable thing about attitude is that we all have a choice to make. Will our attitudes be that of fear, gloom, doom, and failure, or will our attitudes be calm, peaceful, God-honoring, and God-trusting? Hear me. Regardless of who you are or where you are, be it in your home, be it on television, whatever the case may be, I want to let you know something that you already know, but you might have forgotten. God still holds the world in the palm of his hand. And therefore, God is holding you right now in the palm of his hand. Trust him. Lean on him. Get into his word. Become a person of prayer and trust that the same God who has brought us thus far will carry us into the future. Paul would say something like that in Philippians 1.6 when he says, He who began a good work in you will bring it unto completion. New hope. God has begun a good work in us. For 18 years now, we've seen him faithful. And here's what I can promise you. We will see him faithful in the days ahead. And the same God who has brought us this far, the same God who has brought you where you are today, will bring that good work unto completion as you continue to trust him, praise him, Honor him and celebrate him even in the midst of the storm. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm kind of looking forward to these next few weeks together online just as a change of pace. I'm wide-eyed and excited about the ways in which God is going to use this to grow our church online and on-site when we return back on-site. And I want you to know that I'm praying for you. I want you to know that I thank God for you. And I want to encourage you, as we get ready to move back into worship, I want to encourage you to engage in our time of giving now. As we get ready to sing another song, I want to invite you during these days to, to really lean in and practice generosity. Many of you have been thinking about online giving for, for many years and you've just never made the move towards online giving, which we've always said is the safest, most secure, and reliable way to give. Now is a great opportunity for you to do that. There are all kinds of ways to give. You can text NH Movement to 77977. 
You'll immediately get a response back, and the steps are easy from there. You can go in and set up your online giving, figure out your tithe, hit reoccurring, and it's done. It'll take that every single month into God's storehouse. You can go to newhopechurch.org forward slash give, and you can give there at any point in time. Also would encourage you to do reoccurring giving. You can also go to the New Hope app and find ways to do that as well. But it would be remiss of me if I did not encourage you during days like this to put the Lord God first in your finances, to trust him and know that his church is going to continue. We still have ministries to do. We still have staff to pay. We still have missions in foreign lands to do. So I would just encourage you to be sure to engage this online giving resource during these days. I would also like to encourage you to follow us closely in the weeks ahead. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Instagram and Twitter is at New Hope Movement. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Hope Church, and Facebook, New Hope NC. And we promise that we will keep you updated every step of the way. Hey, I'm praying over you. I covet your prayers during this time as well. And as we get ready to transition into this final song titled Living Hope, you can go ahead and be getting your offering ready. You can do that as the music starts, whatever the case may be. But when you're ready, you join us in this final song because even though the storm is around us, we still have a living hope, and his name is Jesus. I'm praying for you. I want to pray for you right now, in fact, as we get ready to transition and sing one final song today. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for technology. Father, I pray that as this is sent out to so many thousands and thousands of people. Father, I pray that it would be liked and shared and forwarded on exponentially, Father God, that the New Hope movement, as we receive this on our phones or on our computers, God, we would not hoard it like that woman hoarding toilet paper, Father God, but that we would share it around and throughout our networks and our friends God, people are desperate and they are in need of the living hope that we are going to sing about now. So, Father, help us share it. God, let us digest it. Let us, let us use it. Let us apply it in our lives. Let us take Philippians 4, oh God, 4 through 8. And, and just as we spoke about many months ago, and many of us might not have done that, Lord, we spoke about memorizing those verses, actually putting them to memory. Father, I can think of no more powerful passage to memorize than that passage during a season such as this. Father, when anxiety starts to, to rise in our spirits and we start to get stressed and frenzied and melt down like the world, Father, help us remember this acrostic of calm. Help us celebrate your goodness. Help us ask for the things that we need. Help us list all of the blessings in our lives and help us meditate on the good things starting first in your word. 
And in doing so, oh God, would you keep us calm? Would you help us have a witness to the world? We put our faith, we put our trust, and we put our hope in you. We lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways we acknowledge you. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us that you will keep our paths straight. We thank you for that. We thank you for this worship celebration online today. We praise you, Lord Jesus, our living hope. And all of God's people set together wherever they are. Amen and amen. Hey, God bless you. We'll see you right back here next week. Same time, same place.